This podcast is sponsored by The Coldest Water, a company at war with hot. They believe that the coldest things are the best things in life. Built for athletes and high performers, they are famous for creating the coldest water bottles to the coldest pillow to the coldest ice packs. They have even developed the coldest dog bed and dog bowl to keep your furry friends cooler during the hotter months. Get 10% off your first order by using the code CBC at coldest.com. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Comic Book Club. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And we are coming to you live a couple of places on the internet. We are live over on YouTube. We're live on Crowdcast. Or maybe we're coming to you later at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. It's all good. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate it. Uh, And uh, once again, Justin, at the very least, is coming to you from Hawaii. Coming at you from Maui, 1 p.m. on a Tuesday. Maui, 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 living it up. Uh, we wrapped on my show two days Congratulations. ago. Congratulations. Uh, very exciting. Taking a little bit of R&R. I don't know what either of those R's mean. <laughs> uh, can we talk about, because the trailer for your yeah. show is out now, right? So Trailer we, dropped. We can talk about oh, it. I'm man. so excited. So what's the name of your show, Justin? Senior line producer. That not a line producer. The name of the show is 101 Places to Party Before You Die. Uh, it's going to be on True TV. It uh, premieres in July. Um, it's eight episodes. It's a travel show. Wait, wait, host- no, no spoilers. But if you do all of them, do you die at the end? Uh, yeah, if we get to, if we did eight this season one. So if we get oh, to 101, man. I die. So oh, you gotta crazy. It'll take oh, specifically a while. you, not the hosts, but you. Everybody die. on everybody. Uh, everyone on associated with it. I yeah. say, it's a whole yeah, Thanos yeah. thing. I get it. Yeah. Uh, but it's hosted by Adam Pally and John Gabris. Uh, it's a travel comedy show. We go to eight different cities. One you of had me at John Gabris. That's a friend of the show, John Gabris. Adam Pally, also friend of the show, did the Marvel Vision podcast. Oh, Check yeah. it out, please. It's literally so fun. And they definitely cut to me randomly a lot while we were filming. So we'll see if that makes the cut. That was a great podcast because he ripped into Zalbin right out of the box, and that was oh, I that was just so heartwarming. I love that you're all in on the two people involved with the show that you don't know quite as well. <laughs> <laughs> what about what about us? What about what your about boy here? JP says, JT." Well, I'm very excited. The trailer looks great. Everybody should go check it out on, uh, I guess, True TV's social platforms. It's up there. Somehow get YouTube. True TV. It's on YouTube, I believe. I don't even know if they put it on YouTube yet, but it's definitely on my social, uh, on my Twitter, at JT Sizzle and IG, JT Sizzler, and you can check it out there. Awesome. No very excited to watch that. And uh, we're also we're going to do no a lady. recap podcast for that, right? Yeah, I can barely remember what we did. So sure, we definitely should. Sounds good. Now, before we get to our great guest this evening, I just want to mention tonight's drink. As always, Brett Macris, our resident CBC chef, has been curating drinks. This week is a Clarito, which I would describe as a gin martini with a sugar rim. I think that's a fair way of putting it. Oh. I unfortunately didn't have a dry driver booth at home, so instead I made a Negroni. So I'm a little bit of a jerk. Babe. But if you want to check out the cocktails that we make every week, 
patreon.com slash comic book club have a fun chat in the food and drink room always about that so there you go let's bring in our first guest here great guy love talking to him have not talked to him in a while and he Uh has a new kickstarter that is wrapping up very quickly for the daring double life of ace adams nate cosby hello i have an adam pally story yes coming in hot all right 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 so there i am it's definitely in the 2000s because I was an adult, and I'm sit. I'm standing there in La La Colombe, in uh, in New York, in the village, and I've ordered a I've ordered a coffee, and I'm waiting for it. And there's a guy who's shaped and looks a lot like Adam Pally because he was he was Adam Pally standing there, and I was not trying to listen to what he was ordering, but he was definitely ordering a green tea latte, which I'd never heard of before. So that's why it was of note. And the guy, the barista that was making it for them, this is not a good story, by the way, I just have the, <laughs> the barista that was uh, yelling, started hollering to Adam Pally. It's like, yo, yo, sir, sir, sir. And Adam Pally was staring at his phone. Right. And, uh, and I, I said, excuse me. And I got a look that I'll, I will never forget the side eye glance of a celebrity that thinks he's been spotted. Right. But right. I got the side eye look of that. And I said, I think that guy's trying to ask about your order. And then, he, and then suddenly it went from side eye to like disappointment that he was not spotted. And so he then helped the thing and he said, thanks. That's a range of gone. emotion you got wow. to witness there. Only a, a true journey. actor could mm-hmm. like give off in those seconds. That's impressive. Yeah. 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 Wow. I love Adam Pallet. Like he did a, um, he did one episode of, uh, what was it? Like the late show before James Corden came in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you guys know about this? He did that one episode with, um, what's his name? It's Sonic. Um, oh yeah. Ben Schwartz. Ben Schwartz. Yeah. He and ben yeah. Schwartz did one episode after, uh, yeah. Before, after Craig Ferguson left that I really love. I watched that thing like five times. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, yeah. And that's why we had you on. Nate, thank you so much for coming thanks on. For really, all, uh, thanks so much. Later. Have a good night. Yep, yep. Yeah. You like watching him order stuff. You're going to love this Babble Show because he does <laughs> the whole time. And he <laughs> loves being recognized, I will tell you that much. Oh, nice. Anything nice. I can do to expand the Pallyverse. That's just what I'm about. <laughs> that's what I, that's, that's tattooed on my lower back. It's tattooed <laughs> Well, let's talk about this Kickstarter, because as of right now, you have 25 hours to go. You are successful. I'm looking at it right now of the pledge goal oh, of 20,000. You're 20, the first 000. person to tell me that. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Congratulations. Yes. You, you are over, you're at 27,621 right now out of 20,000, which is awesome. But wow. this project is great. I'm very excited about this. So if anybody is listening to this live or checking out the podcast of the next day or so, they definitely should check this out. Now, this was originally called Alter Ego. You changed the title to The Daring Double Life of Ace Adams. Um, but it has such a smart, simple concept as usual with your projects to it. Do you want to do you want to give the pitch line? Yeah, I mean, it's basically what if one guy was two superheroes, you know, like what if Batman and Superman were the same guy, Captain Marvel and Wolverine, you know, it's just like, what would like, I, I spent a long time making superhero comics. And then I spent an even longer time not making superhero comics. And I just got this itch to like, sort of start thinking about them again. And the first thing that came to mind was like, any superhero is, is out of their fucking mind. <laughs> and, and, and it's like, and I understand what that's like, because it's like making comic kind of makes you out of your mind. And so I could kind of relate to that in a way, but like, you just, I spend all my day making comics. 
I don't shut that off at night, right? So mm-hmm. I, I sort of thought like, well, superheroes would probably be the same way. If you truly wanted to spend spend your whole day like dressing up in a garish costume, jumping around, kissing babies, shaking mayor's hands and fighting robots, like you wouldn't just click that off at the end of the day. You'd want to keep going, you know, like chase chase the dragon in a, in a non-cocaine-y kind of way. And, uh, and, so, <laughs> and, and so it was just the kind of the, like, an OCD sort of thing. It's like, what would that guy look like? Like, what would that be? And I think he'd want to be two superheroes. He'd want to be a daytime superhero, feed his dogs, grab some, grab some grub, and then go out as, you know, as a, a, a dark Avenger or vigilante at night. So that's, that's kind of how it came about. I, I love this premise. It's so, it feels like one of those ideas where you're like, I can't believe this hasn't been done. It's so smart. And like, of course you're going to chase the, the other side of the superhero uh, hype. If you're in that, in that game, it's great. Yeah. The, the idea was basically like we, we meet the guy, Ace Adams. He's a, he's a Hollywood stuntman in the 1940s. And we meet him when he's been whiz bang, the daytime superhero for about a year. And it's going well, but the problem is like there's almost zero crime during the day, but then it's like a 500% increase at night. And he's like, oh shit, well, I did my job too well. I brushed it all under the rug. So then he's got to go back. He's, he's got to go back and think about it again. And like, and he's a stuntman, but he's also a failed actor. So it's really about like, he gets into the performance aspect of it as well. Like, you know, his back's, his back's up, his chest is out as whiz bang. But then when he's the black dog, he, you know, he hunches, he looks kind of like a wounded animal. He growls Christian Bale style. And, uh, and like, he wears this extra padding. So he looks like all, you know, like all, all hulked up and stuff. So it's just, you know, yeah. Uh, I also wanted to talk about the art here. I know obviously you didn't do the art, but as a longtime editor. You mean obviously. Oh. <laughs> you don't know me. Oh, I mean, I read the Kickstarter and you credited other people, but whatever you want, Nate, it's fine. Hey, he's Steven got an Soderberg. alter ego. Oh, you exactly. got an alter ego. Okay, you know there we go. Steven Soderbergh is like producer, director, writer, editor of all his movies, and they're all different names. I can do this. I am Jacob Edgar as well. Come on. No, obviously. I got news for you. I'm Nate, too. you're always really good at uh, casting a team like putting together a team of artists colorists letters etc this has a really great darwin cook-esque feel for it i assume that's kind of what you were going for with the art definitely definitely like the 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 two like urtexts of of this project are dc the new frontier and uh and catwoman selena's big score you know it's like those are two totally different darwin cook projects that he took in a totally different direction. Like you look at Frontier and it is widescreen after widescreen after widescreen. You know, it's like he did, he did some insets, he did some smaller stuff, but like like it's like 75% widescreen, three panel widescreens on every page. And then with Selena, you know, it's just like, it's these tiny little noir tinged, like almost uh, like just like expressions of art. Like, the, like it's so, um, it almost looks like it's painted in some spots. There's a real Alex Toth kind of, energy but on a really small scale so we wanted to have that contrast of going like big widescreen action during the day and then like a cramp noir at night and darwin darwin was just a master so jacob and i both uh took that as as inspiration we got a question here in the comments this is from edward doherty is it a depression metaphor with the black dog name that's what winston churchill called his depression Oh, it, it's not, but it is, it's British for sure. Like it, it comes from the same, um, like, I think it's the Yeth dog, uh, of Scottish. This is and, my and favorite here. The, 
Oh yeah, Chris Elliott. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah, heavily. Sorry, taken I didn't mean from... to cut you off. I didn't. No, mean no, to cut not you at all. It's a it's a beautiful cover. Yeah, um, yeah it, it it's taken from the the Scottish and British folklore. The same thing that was pulled for uh, the Hound of the Baskervilles, the Sherlock Holmes tale. Yeah. it's the idea of like a you know like a dark beast on the moors with with glowing red eyes, and and when you see him, like you're dead. And so that's basically the idea that that's the inspiration that that so ace cool. takes you you changed the title i mean we mentioned this up top it was originally alter ego now it's the daring double life of ace adams why mm-hmm. change the name because mr roy thomas asked very politely he, <laughs> roy thomas roy thomas uh for those that don't know roy thomas is like one of the legendary uh editors at marvel writer at marvel NDC and, and elsewhere and he'd I knew that he had edited this book called this magazine called Alter Ego for several years. What I didn't know is that he also did a comic book called Alter Ego that he mm. may want to get to at some point. And so once we launched, he reached out. He was super nice and like, this looks great. Obviously, it looks great because Jacob drew it. But but it's <laughs> like, uh, but it's like, I've, I've got this thing and I may be bringing it back. Would you mind? Like, and it's like, like I, I have a tendency to yeah. not say no to Roy Thomas. If Roy <laughs> right, Thomas, exactly. Like, what are you doing? Do? Yeah, yeah. So that was a rough. I, w- I was very happy to do it. I was kind of excited because Alter Ego was always sort of a placeholder, but but that was a rough weekend of just like I was literally looking for signs. I was I was going for runs, looking for looking at signs, looking for signs. Like mm. literally, like just give me a title, like anything. I ran through like 250, 300 different titles through my head, and then. And that was the one that came through. And weirdly enough, uh, Roy was the one that suggested using double. So like he, he said yeah. double and all I thought of was hamburgers. And so I spent a whole weekend <laughs> trying to think. And then I came. So I ate a bunch of hamburgers. I ate a bunch of hamburgers. It's like, you know what? I like these. So I named them Hamburger Adams. And that didn't <laughs> uh, Nate, you said so you were, you were out of superhero comics for a little bit and then back. Uh, two questions. Uh, hmm. Uh, double questions, I guess. Um, what? What? Why'd you take a break? And what brought you back? Was it this idea specifically, or just a want for that? Yeah. Well, I left Marvel um, like over ten years ago, I guess. And I, I don't know. Like it was. I, I love my time there, but there was definitely like a feeling of burnout towards the genre. Still loved it. Still had my like my favorite comics and everything were mostly superheroes. But like, I, I just wanted like creatively. I just needed to like refuel and work on all sorts of different things. Spy and. Uh, uh, action adventure and fantasy, um, angry birds. Uh, but, then, um, but yeah, like, like I, I just think like the absence made the heart grow fonder kind of, kind of thing. And I, it, this idea started scratching in the back of my head and I, I left it, I just let it lie for several years thinking, just assuming that somebody else was just going to come. Cause like you said, like, it's a very simple idea, but you got to think like, why is like some people have done kind of this but it's like why is this not a thing like why yeah. is this not a big a big uh th- and 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 so i let it lie and jacob and i were talking a couple of years ago uh, about we wanted to do something together something new and i could kind of like he was starting to to uh get some interest in his batman and superman one pages that he's been putting online and you, i could tell that he was sort of like leaning towards doing some cape stuff and I said, okay, I, I literally have one idea. And if you don't like this idea, then we'll, we'll have to do something else. But like, this is the one I have. And luckily he liked it. So, nice. yeah, I, I only had the concept, like I had the basic concept um, and the placeholder title, but 
he and I really co-created it together. So, you know, it's not just like, oh, I do it all. And then he draws it. Like we, we come up with the stories together and then yeah, craft it together. And for oh, people who haven't pledged the Kickstarter yet, it's a hundred page graphic novel, right? Yeah. So they're getting the whole complete story if they pledge. They are. Yeah. I'm, I'm throwing pretty much, we're throwing every, pretty much every single idea we got about this. You know, it's like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not building this as a sequel. If it, if it were to do well enough and there was enough interest, I'll, I'll gladly like stare at a blank piece of paper and see what the, what the next story might be. But like, I, I know the beginning, the middle and the end. So it's like, it's, that's done. You're going to see this guy's, you're going to see the daring double life of Ace Adams yeah. Yeah. and his sidekick, the ghost sword. Uh, I, on a similar note, I loved your challenges section on the Kickstarter. I, I don't know if people know about this, but on Kickstarter, you talk through like, here's the project, here's who involved, uh, here's what you're going to get. If you pledge the project and at the end, there's a thing about like challenges where you're supposed to put, here's the things that might be holding us back from finishing this thing. And your challenges section was like, there's always going to be problems with doing a comic, but we got this. We're good. We're... <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you do. You, you definitely know what you do. But I thought that was so funny to be like, yes, we're okay. You're, you're going to get mean, this I, thing. Look, no matter what. look it's, it, it's hard guys. Like I make, I make all the entire creative team do a hundred push-ups and then run a lap <laughs> in the mornings. But uh, it's just part of the challenge. comic book situation. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to do it. It's like, no, like, like this is the great, like, this is my fifth Kickstarter now. And I, you know, I, I feel like I almost know what the hell I'm doing at this point. But like, the nice thing about it is like, it, it's like a boutique kind of storytelling where it's like, we have this idea. If you guys want to give us, uh, if you want to back us so that we can give it to you, I, I, I feel like I've worked on comics long enough that I know how to make, I can put a comic together. I just have to figure out how to write it well. I, and I can find enough people to, uh, that, that trust me to, uh, to help put it together. But yeah, we're, we're already on track to, uh, to be done by the end of the year. Once, uh, Jacob, once Jacob finishes with this project, there's this new writer. I don't know if you've heard it, Brian Michael Bendis. He's doing something with, it's like, Three he names, came to me and it's like, there's this bald writer named Brian Michael Bendis. And I was <laughs> jealous and it's like, ah, shit. But yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Uh, luckily, I tricked Jacob into doing this before he signed up for that. Smart, awesome. Smart, so you only got a little bit of time left on the Kickstarter. Are there any other projects you have coming out that people should look forward to? Yeah, well, my previous Kickstarter, the uh, the effervescent adventures of Fight Bunny. I like long titles. What is it? <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it'll <laughs> be coming out later. It'll be coming out later this year. But uh, but yeah, otherwise, just. Uh, he, if, if you'll throw a backing to uh, Ace Adams and then look out because I got a, a couple more Kickstarters, at least one coming out by the end of the year. So it's awesome. exciting. Awesome. Some exciting people. Nate, I'm definitely Nate. backing this one because I want this book in my Thank hands. You. It's really awesome. Yeah. So Thanks. I'm Get trying two. to do Get it while Adam. we're still talking. What's up? Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm trying to pledge while we're talking, but that's bad. So I'm going to wait yeah. one more minute. Before I <laughs> I'm uh, Nate, so good seeing you. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, congratulations, congratulations on the success and uh, looking forward to whatever the Kickstarter next Kickstarter is down the road. Great Appreciate it, guys. Bye. Great you. to see you, man. All right. Once again, that was Nate Cosby. Right. As mentioned, the project is The Daring Double Life of Ace Adams. It's on Kickstarter as of this talking for another this day. Talking. This, this talking. This talking, we call it. We're talking. Yeah, this is, this talking. is just a talking. It. It's not a podcast. It's a talking. Yeah. We're I guess I could have said you. podcast. You're right. No, no. Don't, don't, don't ever. <laughs> we're only saying this because. Never we... apologize for anything. <laughs> Welcome That's to the exactly talking, right. too.
All right, why don't we... Why don't we bring in our next guest here? He is a legend of the comics industry and has a new book called Glork Patrol Takes a Bath, book two of the Glork Patrol series. Uh, James Kolchaka, you might also know him from Superfuckers, Johnny Vu, a bunch of other things. James, welcome to the podcast. Hello. Nice to be here. Uh, First of all, I see you changed your headphones to less bulky headphones. I had... I had these headphones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love it. You really uh, want to hear the talk. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for coming on. Excited to talk about this book. So this came up about a month ago now, I think. Uh, given that, before we actually even get into exactly what the book is, what has the response been like yes. for you? Or have you been... Oh, been... God, I don't know what the response is. <laughs> <I'm> not... <laughs> um, well, you know... Uh, I, I think they're all ages. I think a grown up can enjoy a silly book like this, but it's mostly sure. kids. And yeah. and you know, kids aren't on Twitter really, so they're not. I don't hear <laughs> from them. Yeah, let's keep it that way. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> so this uh, talk about the series. So this like uh, a bunch of alien creatures uh, interacting. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So so uh, so th- this is the first book. Uh, Glork Patrol on the Bad Planet. Now, mm-hmm. although this is the first Glork Patrol book, it's not the first book starring this character. He was in mm. three other graphic novels. Uh, Glorkian Warrior Delivers a Pizza. Uh, uh, Glorkian Warrior Eats Adventure Pie. And Glorkian Warrior and the Mustache of Destiny. Wow. And he was not only in those three other graphic novels. He was in a video game called Glorkian Warrior... Trials of Glork, and I did an EP of all songs about him uh, called uh, "Good Morning Glorkian Warrior." So, so you're yeah. you're deep in the Glork world. You're glorked I up. I am, right and so it started. It actually started as a video game. I was like, I want to design a video game. No one's ever going to let me design a video game, so I'll just draw it on paper. And I did little sketches of it and posted it online, and then um, from that. Somebody made a T-shirt of it. They were like doing um, like a series of T-shirts about like forgotten video games, and some of them were like this special. Like there's the CIA like psyops game. Well, it's rumored um, that there's this video game that does like mind control on you that the CIA yeah. made, and that's like a secret one. And so that was one of the T-shirts, and my Glor- and Glorkian Warrior was one of them. And then uh, I was like, well, this game is never going to happen. Um, I should uh, just draw a graphic novel um, because I was thinking about the character all the time. And then as soon as I started drawing the graphic novel, I met, um, well, uh, I put out a chiptunes album, uh, uh, you know, uh, a game, game boy music. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, got invited to this chiptunes festival in New York city. And while I was there, I met this guy, who did music for this game company called Pixel Jam. And anyhow, within 24 hours of meeting him, we were making the game. Um, yeah. So it all came together. And I was writing the songs about the character at the same time. So it wasn't like, it's not like the game is based on the graphic novel or the graphic novel is based on the game. I did the game, the first graphic novel, and the album all at the same time. And by pure chance, they all came out 
the same month. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Awesome. Yeah, like just perfect timing. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, uh, so then after those three graphic novels, I wasn't done. And I did some more. <laughs> um, uh, what is it about this that's so sort of all-consuming uh, across multiple medias? Well, it's just how I roll. Uh, you know, <laughs> every project that I work on, I get really worked up about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like, uh, I have this other book called uh, Monkey vs. Robot. Uh, and I did a uh, album called Monkey vs. Robot featuring a song called Monkey vs. Robot. So this has happened to me before. Um, okay. and, uh, I, and I had a, a graphic novel uh, back in the 90s called uh, Kissers that came with an album called Kissers. So uh, I don't really like to slow down. I like to keep <laughs> <that>. <laughs> Well, so uh, just to jump off of Justin's question, though, what is it about these Glorkian characters in particular that's so appealing Glork to you? Glork life, man. Come on. Okay. Glork life. Um, well, one of the big things for me um, is, so I wrote the stories as uh, bedtime stories for my kids. And um, mm. basically this, uh, this alien guy is kind of me. He's definitely like a dad in the comic. Um, he didn't start as a dad, but like the first guy he defeats in combat turns out he's a little kid and he feels bad about it. So he lets the kid tag along with him. So then that is like, that's his kid from now on. Wow. And then in, uh, that is how it works. <laughs> that's how it works. You, you, you beat up some kid and then he yeah. just you around. So basically, uh, and then in the next book, he kind of beats up another kid or another, well, the kid beats up him. They, they find this okay, egg, this, uh, in, uh, in, well, in Glork Patrol on the Bad Planet, they find, um, they find a, uh, Quackaboodle egg, and then it hatches. It's a very dangerous beast, and of course it attacks him, but they won't, um, um, the, the little kid guy, uh, Gonk, won't, you know, doesn't want his dad to beat up a little kid, so they adopt him. Smart. Nice. <laughs> So what about Glork Patrol takes a bath? Just to move over to that, uh, I feel like I can intuit there's some sort of bath. Okay, thing so, at some so point. that so that big yeah, so that that snake-like thing that's baby Quackaboodle. Um, okay, it's a mm -hmm. ba it's a baby space god, so it's not as dangerous now as it will be, but it's still uh -huh. incredibly dangerous. And um, he's like kind of gets covered in chocolate, so he needs a bath. You need a bath. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> There you go. Um, so yeah, that's the Glorkian super grandma there on the screen. She's the one that gives them missions and stuff. Nice. I want to actually take a step back. If these started as bedtime stories for your kids, I know you said you didn't necessarily like know what reviews thought or kids aren't tweeting, but what about your kids? Do you read this stuff to them? Oh yeah. I mean, they loved it. Although now they're, not interested because the oldest one is 18 and he's in college oh, now. <laughs> and, and the other one's just about to, uh, uh, just about to start high school. He actually still reads them. Uh, oh. He always says, he says they're great. So, I mean, I am his dad. Uh, so <laughs> take it with a great assault, but he still says they're great. Um, that's <laughs> you mentioned earlier that you like to jump around and you get very obsessed with different things and go into them all the way. But you've also done things that like 
are very adult, and these are obviously very kid at the same time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, like, do, is there one you prefer, or do you feel like, is there a point when you're doing a lot of these more all-ages things, like Glork Patrol, where you're like, no, I gotta do something that's more intense, just wash it out of my brain? Uh, uh, well, um, <laughs> uh, I, you know, I'm happy to do the kid stuff forever. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't want to stop doing other stuff though. Um, yeah. so I, you know, yeah. I still, uh, I still, uh, like I did, uh, on my Patreon, I did this, uh, I serialized this comic called moon book prototype about mm-hmm. guys, you know, like these, like guys in battle suits on the moon. Um, just having a, you know, really vicious, bloody battle. Um, awesome. so yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, once the blood gets in there, it's really not for kids anymore. <laughs> uh, do you think at this point, Although there... they kind of, oh. they, they like it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The kid, you know. <laughs> kids like it too. My, my, yeah, my son is seven and he's constantly talking about violence and whatever else. So it's just, it's part of the age room. Um, is there going to be more Glork Patrol? Are you working on a third book? Yeah, just finish the third book. Uh, I oh, just, okay. um, I just sent it to the, uh, you know, our, our uh, the uh, top shelf in IDW's um, staff designer, uh, oh. who's gonna put it together and send it to the printer. I don't know. I think we're early, like way early. Um, <laughs> just put it out there. Just print it. Put it out there. That's well, fine. Well, Don't like, worry I think it. I think they picked a I think they picked a date, um, like around this time next year, uh, for okay. the book to come out. Assuming that I would finish it like late summer, mm-hmm. but I finished it a month ago. Wow, <laughs> ah, that's great. <laughs> that's a good feeling. How the schedule? Yeah. yeah, awesome. Doing your homework. Uh, well, yeah. looking forward yeah, no, to I'm that. Like, I'm like so far ahead of schedule all the time that I have to, um, I have to just come up with new stupid projects um, or sit around and do nothing. Um, so I just started, <laughs> I just started a new comic, which I'm serializing on my Patreon called. And okay, so I've got a million ideas for great yeah. books, right? <laughs> and sometimes, um, sometimes you've got a great idea. And the idea of actually, like the feeling of actually starting it just hurts too much. Like, you know, it's going to be such hard work and you're like, yeah. and what if it doesn't come out good? So, you know, that's the thing that people struggle with a lot. Like they might call it writer's block, but they're like, sometimes they're just worried. Sometimes you're worried that an idea is stupid. Like um, maybe it's not good enough. Like, and then, you, you know, um, but I had plenty of ideas that I knew would be great, but I found them sort of exhausting. So instead, I picked what I was pretty sure was my absolute worst idea. <laughs> Which is, I'm going to do a story about a kid's elbow. <laughs> so it's called, the book is called Jimmy's Elbow, and it's about this kid with an elbow. <laughs> and it can bend. Anyhow, I'm like six pages in, and so far it's awesome. Oh, that's it's the nice. most mindless uh, comic in the world. Now, Jimmy's elbow. I don't really know a hundred percent what's going to happen, but he bumped his elbow, mm. and I'm pretty sure his elbow died. Oh man! <laughs> oh, that went way darker than I thought it was going yeah. to. Yeah. And then there's going to be this new character, which is going to be uh, Elbow Ghost. 
or no, he might just wow. himself Jimmy's elbow. I don't know. I haven't decided, but yeah, a, a ghost comes out of his elbow. And, uh, it's gonna be, it's gonna it. be so epic. Oh, oh yeah, I can't wait. That sounds awesome. <laughs> I love the, your your enthusiasm for all the things you're working on is so like palpable. Um, like um, it just it doesn't ever exhaust you. You're just always like I gotta get the next. You gotta one to go. kill in pitch meetings. You just go in and destroy. No, yeah, no, I'm I'm pretty good at the pitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, you know, I should while I'm here mention I've got another series too. I you know I draw way too many books. <laughs> But um, this you. is you have another... a stack of books in your hand. You're like, what about this? This is, a, this is another new series, uh, uh, Banana, Banana Fox. Fox. So mm-hmm. this is Banana Fox and the Secret Sour Society. Um, and this oh. is with uh, Scholastic. Um, oh, and uh, then after this is Banana Fox and the Book Eating Robot, which came out last fall. And coming up in May, um, just in time for my birthday, is uh, Banana Fox and the Gummy Monster Mess. Okay, now the... Wow. Uh, Banana Fox is, um, you probably can't even tell by looking, but it's a detective series. Um, actually, <laughs> this this little girl uh, is the detective. And ah. um, he was a detective, but really he's just a bumbling idiot. Um, <laughs> and so the Secret Sours, he, he defeated the Secret Sour Society and put them in jail and became a big hero. Um, and he's just resting on his laurels, but she has reason to believe that the secret sour society still exists and is out there, oh, you know, man. secretly controlling things. So, so to the banana bike, I guess. That's right. Is, yeah. <laughs> and um, stuff. I, I, I had a banana bike when I was a kid. Not this kind, but you know, <laughs> okay. the, the banana seat bike. The banana the seat long, bike. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. The long seat. And the there was always one kid in the neighborhood. Yeah, no, yeah. Just it was the Harley ride. Davidson of bicycles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, a, what a flex. Uh, man, James, that's amazing. All these books sound absolutely fantastic. Excited to hear whatever happens with the elbow, uh, going. Yeah, forward. I know that. I'm curious. Can't wait for the elbow yeah. ghost. <laughs> <laughs> uh, James, well, have, thank you so much thank, for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I hope I didn't, you know, like overwhelm you with my. Oh, no, no, I love it. I love it. Oh, it's great. It's uh, pure joy. You can just hear it yeah. when the, we're talking about everything. It's great. True. Uh, James, thank you so much for coming out again. Have a good yeah, night. Thank sure. you. Yeah, All right. You, uh, once again, wow. that's James Kolchaka. The book, well, one of the books he talked about uh, was Glork Patrol Book 2, Glork Patrol Takes a Bath, which is out now from Top Shelf, and it's a lot of fun. And definitely check it out. This podcast is sponsored by The Coldest Water. Get 10% off your first order by using code CBC at coldest.com. Hello, this is Lafayette. And I'm Carlos. From Nerds Talking the Podcast. That's right. Where we talk about everything from UFOs, yep. comic books, like movies, uh-huh. streaming services, yeah. conspiracy theories, oh. ghosts, mm. video games, yeah. and more. Kick ass. All on Nerds Talking the Podcast. You can find us every Friday with new episodes on all digital platforms where you find your favorite podcast, Nerds Talking the Podcast. Now back to the show. Are you looking for a D&D podcast with a dark side? Something more like Game of Thrones and less like Monty Python? Tale of the Manticore is part dark fantasy audio drama, part solo D&D RPG. There's no plot armor here. The dice make all the important decisions. 
Join me as I resurrect the excitement, wonder, and emotion of old-school D&D. Made for a mature audience, Tale of the Manticore is both a fiction and a game. It's the story where chaos rolls. And folks, we are going to move to our next section, which is my favorite section because you all make it up. It's your audience questions. I just... And for audience questions, all you have to do is drop a question in the YouTube comments or drop a question over and ask a question, and we will get to them. But first, Pete, it sounded like you had something to say. I Pete just, has a question. It, Kick it, it off, was... audience questions, with a host question. Naturally. Well, I just, it was one of those things where you, you wonder, like, what kind of person writes kids books? You know what I mean? Like, do you, are you like a super amped person that's got like all these like crazy ideas and like, yeah, yeah, that's exactly who writes. Sometimes you are that. Yeah. He's got a like garage full of ideas and he's just cranking them out. And it's, uh, I don't know. It was just funny to see somebody in their kind of like place, uh, cranking out the ideas. And the fact that like, uh, the amount of confidence and that he's like, even in his bad ideas is just, uh, it's impressive, man. It's fun to, it's fun to kind of witness that. Uh, all right. Why don't we go some questions here? This first one uh, is from the Wananana. Pete, where is kitten's leash? I want to try to bring uh, her outside for chill porch hags. Yes, what is happening? Is my favorite. <laughs> we have a new segment on the show. It's Pete's pretty kitty update. And let's go now to our correspondent, oh, Luana Nana. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Pete, where's the where's the leash? Where's the leash? Where's the well, leash, Pete? It was hanging up, but as we all know, uh, it uh, you know the, the thing fell off the wall. You ripped it off the wall, uh-huh. so we had to install mm-hmm. new uh, hooks. Uh, but it's wow. not where it should be is why she's confused. This um, is so dramatic. Well, it, one right. update from kitchen. our correspondent. She said, I did not rip it off. Where mm-hmm. is it now? The leash. She's speaking. Yeah, you still haven't given the answer of where the leash uh, is. In the answer kitchen. the question. It's, it's in the kitchen. Pretty Kitty, did Pretty Kitty get her 6 p.m. snack? You know she answer did. The you know she <laughs> did. Answer the question. But, you know, while we're talking about this, this is a good reminder. It's almost 8 o'clock. Uh, Liwana, don't forget to puff the fluff, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we're in. in, She says, I did puff the fluff. That's done already. Uh, Let's never define what that is again. (laughs) I still. Can't Listen, a little window. <laughs> this is great. This is my favorite segment of the show right now. Uh, all right, why don't we move to another question here? This is from uh, Edward Doherty. Remember back in the '90s when Marvel gave Joe Casada access to a few of their underperforming characters for the Marvel Knights imprint? Which modern creator do you think could do a similar job today? And which lesser characters would you like to see them use? Great question. Hard pivot from the nonsense we were just talking about <laughs> to like yeah. a, a real deep um, comic book question. Um, well, let's like, what are some of the uh, like uh, characters that are in this world that like the sort of the characters that are right for the Marvel Knights treatment? Mm. Who are we talking about? Are we talking about. I'd uh, like, love to uh, see like a Daredevil, a Moon Knight, a Punisher, a Blade. No, the, nope, Alex, those are the ones that already hot got that treatment. So I think oh. what the question is the spirit of the question is what other characters do you think are ready for? So like Find Moon Knight, Knight or Blade or uh, <laughs> Punisher. 
this is good. Um, let's go back and talk about the leash more because um, she still doesn't know where the leash is. And a lot of people, Sarah without an H saying, what's up with Toffee? Maybe Toffee from Riverdale is Pete's cat. Pete is the, is the one who has Toffee. Have oh, we man. even approached that? No way you can prove that, man. <laughs> uh, you didn't say no. That was interesting. Modern mm. creator that could probably do a similar job. I feel like Tom King is do, could do something like that. I mean, he's not exactly doing that sort of thing over at DC. Like his stuff is a little more, I don't know, uh, mannered, I guess is maybe the right word Ooh. for it versus the Marvel Knight well, stuff. Well, it's not, it's not directed toward like gritty. I don't think, I think mm-hmm. sometimes it gets that way, but the Marvel Knights imprint was like, all right, we're going to get into some uh, fucked up territory <laughs> with all these characters. To be honest, this is not exactly answering the question either, but I, we've talked about this a little bit. I would love to see Brian Michael Bendis attempt something like that in the DC universe, because I feel like he's going in the opposite direction. He's doing big, he's doing bold, yeah. he's doing superhero. Um, we just read <laughs> his Daredevil run or a piece of his Daredevil run for the stack podcast. And I'd love to see him take that to like a street level DC hero, like have him write Manhunter or something like that. That would be awesome. Let me throw like, what's, what's alias? What's the alias for Mm -hmm. DC comics? Because that, what was so great about that book is it was right next door to all the superhero characters and dealing with uh, some of them in different ways, but it was just a great hard boiled Marvel Knights style uh, detective comic. I mean, to throw something out that would probably work in a very similar way. Uh, what was the, was it? It wasn't Countdown. What was the name of the book that he just did? The miniseries Checkmate. 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 So for anybody who didn't read Checkmate, it was this book that was like a bunch of different heroes thrown together going against Leviathan and other spy organization. But it was very clear to me, at least, that where his heart was, it was writing a Lois Lane book. And I yeah. feel like he should have just done that. Like get rid of everything that's else. That's the perfect answer to the alias right? thing we just. That's said. what I'm saying. Lois Lane. Yeah, just keep going with that. Follow Lois Lane. Do a Lois Lane book because that part was great in that book. Yeah, yeah, hundred um, yeah. percent. Like, what about getting into like? Uh, this is a weird answer, but like a New Warriors Marvel Knights. Like, no one's doing anything with the New Warriors characters right now, and I feel like they've been pressed through so many weird uh, things with speedball and penance and all that. Uh, like, I feel like doing something that got into a little bit more edge made it more like the recent runaways run, which felt mm-hmm. was so good and felt like making those characters dealing with like real, more real situations. Yeah. Uh, why don't we move to question over here on YouTube? This is from Stanley. When traveling for work or fun, do you like to read comics more or less than normal? Great question. Um, I definitely have more time to read comics. Um, I think when I'm uh, on the road. Um, so yeah, I, but it makes me want to read different stuff, something from the past or something that I wouldn't normally read just to like take advantage of that bonus time. Yeah. Nothing like some bonus time. (laughs) Yeah. When you don't have the responsibilities of rehanging the leash hook. Yeah. Yeah. Peter, you're going to answer the question or you're just going to razz your friend, Justin. Yeah, uh, I, I already did. I said the least we was in the kitchen. I don't know what no, else you want. No, reading <laughs> the current question. Oh my god! I get, do get your get your head out of puff and the fluff I, and focus on the show. I, I do try to grab uh, different books uh, for you know, hopefully. Uh, relaxing time then in my mind's eye I'm going to have like all this free time and I'll be able to like read on a beach or something like that that never really happens it's usually just like uh, in the airport where I'm waiting 
you know, I'll, I'll get a couple minutes to kind of read something. But yeah, I try to have big hopes and dreams of having bonus time where I can just read comics, but it doesn't seem to work out. Either. I usually, and this, I, I don't know, I don't know the last time that I really took a vacation, but whenever I'd fly, I usually load up my laptop or back when I was using an iPad with comics, because that always felt like a nice thing on a flight where you could yes. read a couple, watch a movie, read a couple, you know, do something else, eat some lunch or whatever. Like talk it's to a, the stranger next to you for four hours. Like, exactly. Just like talk their ear off, whether they want it or not. That's sort of yeah. thing. Sidebar on my flight to, to Maui, the woman next to me, we sat down. I was like, hello, hello. She put a blanket over her head and sat there for five hours with a blanket over her. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh, beautiful. That's living the dream. That's perfect. I, I, I had to go to the bathroom for so long, but I didn't want to get up to disturb whatever fugue state that she was in. <laughs> That's amazing. You should have cut two holes in there so she looked like a ghost. That would have been yeah. fun. I don't know if that would have been kosher. To... Plus, just like watch a, the elbow. Make sure no ghosts are coming out of the elbow. Yeah. Ghost elbow. Uh, this is a question from Jolene over here, randomly thinking about if Magneto is introduced into the MCU and wondering if they decide to keep to his comic origin, would you rather they cast an older actor like the original X-Men films or a younger actor, explain it away with superpowers like the first class era films. I myself kind of want to see a Jim Lee styled youngish Magneto who's also super ripped and has glorious hair. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. That's very specific. I'm with Jolene on that. I think Magneto needs to be this sort of stallion dude who is like I, I feel like that's Fabio to, type of hair kind of thing going on. Not, not, not Fabio, I, more like he's like like the the Jim Lee era in the comics, like this mm -hmm. sort of like uh, gray haired but like still young ish Magneto who is just intense in every way all the time. I feel like we have to break away with the the World War II origin at this point because it just doesn't makes sense anymore with time with time the for, for movies yeah, yeah with time i mean it really depends on how they're going to do x-men right like if they do a 1960s x-men like if they do a vintage one and go back in time they could do it that way but to your point yeah if it's taking place in i don't even know where we are in the mcu now what is it like 2025 or something like that um Oh, no, I guess they're at, like, 2023, 2024. We're almost caught up. That if you do something like that, yeah, you either need to ignore it or shift the timeline or something like that. Um, but, yeah, whatever it is, there's a lot of different challenges I feel like they have with X-Men, and I almost hope they take an entirely different take than the previous movies, whatever it is, including Magneto. Yeah. Uh, this is a question here from Kevin. If you could design a packaged food item based on a superhero, what would it be? Packaged food item. Um, let's see. How long see. do you think you could package ribs? Which superhero is this? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying to think of packaged food. That would be oh, packaged. you're thinking of food. You you're think? starting with the food. Yeah, I'm starting with naturally. The food. Okay. You're going to go to a gas station and be like, what ribs do you Can have? Can I get some uh, packaged ribs, please? Just a, a rib in a plastic wrap on a heated roller, just forever spinning. Yeah, Kevin's uh, saying like breakfast cereal or snack or dot 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 ribs is I assume the rest of that sentence. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What What kind of superhero would be on a package of ribs? This is a good question. Um, Beast? That, no. <laughs> ribby. I mean, yeah. I feel like it. It could be a Mephisto thing because uh, sort of mm. red demonic. If you eat it, mm. it's a sin against your own body. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, Beast could be on something for like blueberry pies or something like that. Uh, blueberry hand pies. That's good. You're always going to hand pies. You uh, want those houseless uh, yeah, pies. I don't need a hand pie. Are I there any other snacks? I, I have never tried another snack. So Fun dip. I mean, that's a good hand okay. snack right there. Uh, wait, what what's about the... like, a, what like a snowball for Foggy Nelson that tastes like being a failed lawyer? Mm. You're a piece of shit. What about uh, like Ragdoll's pretzels? Yummy. I what super character is associated with food so, so directly? Probably Deadpool, Deadpool chimichangas. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, you can call. do that. Wolverine beer. <laughs> uh, I love a prepackaged beer. Just that, like one of those, like those pickles you get in the little like pickle pocket or whatever it's called. But it's just uh, loose, I'm sorry, loose what? Beer. Do you pocket. know about some kind of pickle technology that I don't know? I, I'm a not endorsing pocket? pickle pocket. Don't buy one of those little plastic wrapped. I think it's called pickle pocket. Am I making this up? <laughs> can anyone back me up on pickle pocket? I don't think that's a real. I don't a think bag. anybody it's like can. A, it's a pickle bag. A pickle bag. Don't eat. It. I love pickles, and even I won't. I eat a pickle in almost any circumstance. Yeah, I won't true. get a, a pick. I won't get a pickle pocket. You won't get a pickle pocket if there's somebody selling jars of pickles fresh, and they got a couple of pickle pockets. You're not going to get into it. If there's a fresh pickle pocket, I, don't, you know, <laughs> I knew it. So don't say you're not in the pickle pockets. You know damn well you are. Uh, we got one more question here over on YouTube. Uh, the question is, when are you guys going to finally do the Doom Patrol podcast? Oh, All you right. know what? You guys we get this question so a lot. And I <laughs> think, I think we've, we've said, and I, I stand by this, uh, in Stray Bullet, mm-hmm. we will never do Doom Patrol. Oh, I agree. Stray Bullies no. bullies just loves us, and you, can't, you guys can't be nice to Stray Bullies. No, no, no. I, I agree with Justin. We will never, ever do the Doom Pod Troll podcast. But how about this? What about it if instead we do the Doom Room podcast? Ooh, I like Ooh, that Ooh, that's a good idea. That's a good yeah. name for a podcast. What is... Well, here's the thing. Here's the, the thing. The Doom would, Room! It would be so time-consuming. How would we ever have yeah. time for something like that? Uh, well, what if we already did it? Wait. We you're were already in the Doom Room? Yeah. Are, we've already recorded recorded 34 episodes of a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds that crazy. Seems, that seems that's insane. Sick. Yeah. That would be crazy because well, why would what we if, that secret? Okay. What, what if we had 34 episodes, three full seasons of Doom Patrol, and what oh. if we launch them just now live on the show exclusively for Patreon supporters at patreon.com slash comic book club? But here's the thing: we Pete would have blown the secret at some point. <laughs> to somebody. How could we have done this? How could we yeah. have done this? Uh, well, Pete wanted to lose his shit a bunch of different times after every season, but nobody would let me. <laughs> so I can't, believe, I can't ju- believe we've done this already. <laughs> so there you go. Just to be straight up about it, yes. We have recorded 34 episodes of a Doom Patrol podcast that are live right now for Patreon supporters. We will be rolling them out publicly in their own dedicated feed, one a week starting next week. But if you want advanced access to all three seasons, all 34 episodes of the Doom Room, here, just so you know that it's not a joke, I'll bring this up right now, right here. Hold on. Here we go. (laughs) There we go. 
there you go. People are watching live. Welcome to the Doom Room, a Doom Patrol oh, podcast. It is all live right now. In there's an RSS feed. You can listen online. It's all available. And then when season four comes around, we will be covering that as well. As so. it drops, uh, there you will notice some uh, stray bullets, some Easter eggs throughout the recording of this podcast <laughs> that are specifically targeted toward you. But let me just read some of the comments in the feed. Stray bullet. This is a joke. Uh, exploding head from Sarah without an H. Brett, where are you? They did this for you. Not a joke. What the <laughs> fuck? We've been record. They've been recording so much. It has taken so much time. <laughs> Nana. Um, this is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. Like I said, that is up. Anybody who is listening, who hasn't, yes. Thank you all for badgering us about it. Uh, if you would like to listen to it and you're not a member of Patreon, patreon.com slash comic book club. It's $2 and up. So it's super, uh, super cheap. You can get it all right now. Or if you want to listen to it again, we will be launching as its own regular podcast starting next week. Thank you all. You're all very, very awesome. I hope you enjoy. And now we are going to move to our next section, which is trivia. And for that, we're going to turn it over to Pete LePage. Pete LePage. This is the part we give back to you, the lovely audience. It's an opportunity to win 25 free doll hairs in the form of a Midtown Comics gift card online. So you don't have to be in New York City to use it. You can use it anywhere. And uh, yeah, do we Yo, have real somebody? Quick, real quick, John George already calling the movie that you're going to reference, which is perhaps <laughs> the earliest it's ever been called. Wow. Uh, no, we don't have anybody in advance. So if somebody would like to say hand up or me, me, me or something Straight like bullies, that. Come on, bro. <laughs> yeah, there we go. If you want to come in, that's a good idea. All right. We're going to bring in <laughs> Brett here into the stream. Brett crying, you... just fully <laughs> teared up. <laughs> There you go. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> is this a joke? You guys are fucking with me. I mean, no way, yeah. What if you got there and there were 34 episodes of just like half an hour of empty audio? Occasionally being like in your face, bro. Dude, <laughs> suck it. Dude, oh, after the first, we did the first season. I was like, okay, okay, we gotta drop this. Tell, we can't keep this from stray bullies. We gotta share this. And they were like, no, no, we gotta do all of it. And I was like, this is too much. Pete was losing it the entire run of it because he was stressed that he wanted it out there for you specifically. This is crazy. This is yeah. wild. well. I hope you enjoy. I hope, hope it is up to you. Imagine. Oh, my God. Look at this kid. He's, I'm sorry. He's just. Aww. Hi. Hey. Very cute. Uh, well, to top it all off, would you like to try to win a $25 gift card to Midtown Comics? No guarantees. Yeah. No guarantees. <laughs> all right. Take it away, Pete. All right. Here we go. Uh, today's trivia is on topical comic news and a small nod to the legend Taylor Hawkins, R.I.P. Please listen to all three options before making your selection. Here we go. Question number one. Who is the new mayor of New York according to the Devil's Reign event? Is it A, Luke Cage, B, Kingpin, or C, Mickey Sumner? So it's either A, Luke Cage, or... Yeah, you are correct. Luke Cage. <laughs> All right, here we go. Question number two. 
Batman will have a new writer starting with issue number 125 out in July. Who will it be? Is it A, Greg Pak, B, Chip Zdarsky, or C, Rupert Grint? So is it A, Greg Pak, don't pick it, or is it B, Chip Zdarsky? Yes. There you go. Here we go, last one. You can team up with who to help solve a crime in the New York Interactive Museum? Is it A, Daredevil, B, Batman, or C, Alan Rickman? Is it A, Daredevil, Del Pickett, or B, Batman? B, Batman. You say Batman? Batman! Batman! Yes! Uh, congratulations, you won a $25 gift card to Midtown Comics, and do you know what the secret movie that Pete uh, was referencing is? I have no idea. No, 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 no. I know you. Yeah. <laughs> I know you. Sexy Luke got himself on the TV. Yeah. I know you. Come on. We're on your TV. Yeah. I don't know the answer to the secret. Uh, the secret. No. secret. It's okay. It's so a 2013 hit CBGB. Oh, uh, nice. I can't believe he didn't know that. That's really embarrassing, Not Brett. The great that rock and roll hit. in New York City. Yeah. Former rock and Brett, thank you so much for coming on. Great seeing you. Hope you enjoy the Doob Room. Say Have a good you. time. Thank you. You're Bye. welcome. Bye. Bye. Later. <laughs> All right, there we go. If you'd like to do trivia, I'm going to drop a link here in the chat, or you can check it out at Comic Book Live on our Twitter. In the meantime, new comics are coming out all the time. What are you guys looking forward to, Pete? Uh, I'm looking forward to Rain number four, as well as King Spawn number nine. Mm. Justin, what about you? I'm looking forward to uh, pulling up the list of comics that we read. Then saying, uh, I actually, the, the Sandman Universe Nightmare mm-hmm. Country number one was a fave. I love the Corinthian as a character from the Sandman world, and he's taken center stage in this book. Yeah, I was going to call out that one. I'll also give a shout out to Suicide Squad Blaze book two. This oh, is a yeah. book that almost sidelines the Suicide Squad in favor of some new characters who have superpowers and are about to die because of it uh, while trying to fight this enemy that's even taken down the Justice League. It's super dark in the black label fashion, but very cool. And uh, all of these reviews are going to be on our Stack podcast. Yeah! Which comes out Wednesday at 9 a.m. in the Comic Book Club feed as well as its own dedicated Stack feed. And folks, that is it for this week's show. A couple of people we want to thank. We want to thank James Kolchaka for coming on to talk about Glork Patrol. Also, Nate Cosby to talk about the daring double life of Ace Adams. Next week on the show, David F. Walker is going to be here to talk about his new book, Zoop's Imposter Syndrome, as well as all of his amazing work for other publishers as well. Other podcasts we got. Hey, we got a Doom Patrol podcast now. You can get that whole thing. Check it out. For the moment, the Doom Room at patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, Riverdale After Dark, our Riverdale podcast is rolling out every week. Yo, and it's our episode wild. of Riverdale this week is wild. 
You definitely listen to that one. And on a Marvel Vision podcast, we are recapping Moon Knight. There's going to be a new episode up later tonight as soon as it's live on Disney+. Plus. So check that out. If you want to support this podcast and all the podcasts we do, patreon.com slash comic book club. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice. Don't forget to leave us a graphic novel request in the iTunes reviews at Comic Book Live on Twitter, Comic Book Club Live on Instagram, comicbookclublive.com. For this podcast and many more. Until next time, good night. Check out Justin Trailer. Ha ha ha! Bend the poor colleague.